This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After a ridiculous run of beautiful weather, it's come up and stay, and this is it. Where the weather changes, the rain, the wind, everything comes in, it's football season, and that's fine with me. And we welcome you inside Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Bob Pompiani here with you till 1 o'clock. Nicholas Callis is behind the glass taking your calls. 412-928-9370 is the number. It's also the number of the fan text line, which is brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Peters Township. Visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. And our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC. Number one, Cochran, ride in style. Go one better and shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about at Iron Rock Tap House. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. And Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call every single night of the week. All right, got a lot to get into today. And good morning, first of all. And uh, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, we got a lot of college football later today. Pitt and Louisville. We'll get into that. But I want to start with doing something that I would never have been doing. Uh, what I did last night compared to previous years. That is, watch a late West Coast game featuring two unranked teams, one of which is getting a lot of attention. The other stinks. But it's a great win for the ACC. Go, Stanford, go. (laughs) The ACC got a team that's moving in next year, and they went out and beat Deion Sanders. Yes, they did. And not only did they beat him, they kind of embarrassed him in the second half. Uh, 29-0 lead for Colorado Buffaloes at halftime. Stanford then came out and took it to them. They go to an overtime. And in that overtime, the guy who was getting a lot of the acclaim, Shakur Sanders, made a terrible throw. And, yeah, I mean, they lost. Stanford came all the way back and beat him. Now, Deion Sanders has been good for college football, specifically good for Colorado in that he has reinvigorated that entire program to the point where they're selling out games, they're selling out a merchandise, but they're not a very good team, let's face it. And they should never have been ranked earlier in the season like they were. That's people just getting into what was happening. Yeah, they beat TCU, but if you look at TCU, TCU was not that good of a team, as it turns out. Very, very average, I think. But they ended up beating them. That was a big win, certainly. And then they win again. They have Colorado State, and they avoided an upset there and, and won the game. Um, but they've gotten pounded recently. And last night, you didn't expect that result. That's one of the biggest comebacks that we've seen 
uh, in quite some time at halftime on the road against a team like that. 29 to nothing lead in Colorado. Um, the love of fest with ESPN and Deion Sanders continues regardless of the situation, and that's fine. Like I said, he, he's, he's energized a program. But maybe it wasn't personal enough in the second half for his players. Maybe it always has to be personal. 29 nothing can put you to sleep a little bit at times, and that's where head coach needs to be criticized for allowing that to happen. If it's a lot of other head coaches around, it would happen to them. Anyway, this is not an anti-Colorado, it's, it, but it's, it's funny to me that, I mean, obviously the attention is there. I watch it. I'm sure a lot of people watch it, even though, again, they're not very good teams, generally speaking. But Colorado goes down. 412-928-9370 if you'd like to talk about that. Please call, and we'll get into, like I said, Pitt and Louisville. Pitt is a seven-point home dog tonight, and Louisville's undefeated. They're 6-0. and However, they've been in some very interesting games. They came back and beat Notre Dame, and that's been kind of the story of their season, that they beat teams by coming from behind, but that's a dangerous precedent to start. Now, what happens with Pitt? By week, that should help them. Christian Veyer is going to be their quarterback. We saw him the first time when uh, Jerkovic got pulled, and he didn't look that good. Neither of them would look that good. So what can you expect from Pitt tonight on a what is going to be a rainy, chilly night at Acrisure Stadium? Well, they, they need to get a win. They're 1-4. and four. On the other hand, Louisville's, again, on top of that um, ACC with Florida State. So – the, the start will be critical. Pitt cannot dig a hole, I don't think. They don't have the weapons right now. And one thing I know about Louisville, they're really going to run stopping game defensively as Notre Dame couldn't do anything against them. So we'll see how that goes. But Pitt is a seven-point dog. We have a pregame show coming up at 3.30 to 4.30 right here. I'll be joined by Doran Dickerson, Paul Zeiss from Acrisure Stadium. Meantime, baseball playoffs go on. And we have some unlikely situations there. And there are a lot of people out there who look at it and say, well, look at this, the Dodgers got eliminated. Well, look at this, the Mets and the Yankees never even made the playoffs. Padres, all these high payroll teams get ousted right off the bat. That's true. They do. They did. However, if you make the right choices in free agency, the Texas Rangers are a team that you can look up to and say, wow, that's how to get it done. That's how to get it done. Because number one, just two years ago, they had 102 losses, right? They weren't very good. They haven't been to an ALCS championship game, I don't know, since I don't know how many years ago. Over a decade for sure. But what they did was their GM and their owner decided to commit to free agency and shore up areas of need. They looked at the middle infield. They signed Corey Sager. They signed Marcus Simeon. Those two guys have been absolutely worth the money. Now, is anyone worth $325 million? I guess if they pay it, you're worth it. But Seager has been terrific. And you remember, he was with the Dodgers, and he was an MVP with the Dodgers when they last won a world championship. So that was a big signing of $325 million, $32 million a year. Marcus Simeon was less than that. Not quite sure what his financial situation was, but let's say it's $25 million a year. I don't know what they gave him. Both guys have been instrumental in their turnaround. Corey Seager missed 40 games this year and still hit 33 home runs with 96 runs batted in. They are lock-solid defensively up the middle. This year they added some free agent pitchers to go along. Now, Jacob deGrom has been injured because of the – but that was a big – they committed to him. Nathan Nivaldi is a guy who's had history, and they had a veteran uh, manager in Bruce Bochy. So that's how you do it the right way while spending. It's easy to make mistakes when you're spending. There's no question about that. But I think on the other side of it, you look at Philadelphia – 
and with in Arizona. Arizona did it totally differently. They've really drafted well. They've developed well. And that's still available to every team, regardless of how much money you want to pay. But Philadelphia has lined up some big-time you know, assets in free agency, starting with Bryce Harper. But they go out and get JT Real Muto, who's been really good for them, one of the best catchers in the game both ways. They add Nick Castellanos. But they also have some young kids who've come in and helped them out along the way. But they put it in, and they take out the Atlanta Braves, who I didn't think were going to be taken out that easily. Three straight games. It's amazing, you know, when it all comes together, and why it's also very difficult to predict baseball. You can look at the regular season and come to very easy conclusions. You knew the Dodgers were going to be in the playoffs, although there were some, like the Mets and Yankees, who spend and don't get in the playoffs. But in short series, you really never know what you're going to go. And I guess this leads me into thinking, what do you think about the Pirates as they move into their offseason? Can they not turn, you know, what Texas did, but go out and spend some money? And trust me, $20 million should not be something they shy away from a year for a good player. They need some of that. Texas is the prime example. Sure, failures are out there. Teams do misspend. They didn't. They spend wisely. It was a lot of money, but they decided to put a half a billion dollars into Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. So anyway, we'll talk about that going on. Also want to talk about the Penguins, last night's winners. 4 nothing down in Washington. Boy, Washington doesn't look good. I don't look at Washington as anything but a, just a middle-of-the-pack kind of team anymore. Um, and, and I know it's one game for them, but the Penguins did a very good job of shutting down that team. And Tristan Jari gets a win. It's I think he moves ahead of Matt Murray in that department for number three all-time and wins. Gets a shout-out. There are a lot of people who think Tristan Jari can be uh, one of those guys involved in Vezina talk, which I don't, but there are people out there who believe that. And I say that just because of the style of play that he's going to have to endure with the Penguins when they play their game. And, and they're going to get caught in this as, as the season moves on, playing kind of back and forth, you know, trading chance for chance kind of game. That's going to put a lot of emphasis on Tristan Jari. So, and, and is he capable? Sure. But it, it, to me, it's just not the kind of system that lends itself to Vezina winning trophies. But Tristan Jari's off to a pretty good start. Now, the other night in Chicago was terrible. There were some glove goals allowed. That that was his nemesis last year, and it seemed to uh, affect him in the third period of that game against the Chicago Blackhawks where they took a 2-1 lead into it and, and lost the game. 412-928-9370 is the number. Nick, I'm just going to tell you that I got locked out of my computer, so I don't have any way of knowing who's on the phone lines. Oh, goodness. So well, we can I can do it tell the, you. you can do it the old-fashioned way, and let's I know there it. are people there, so you tell me, and we'll go to it. Okay, let's start with uh, we got Roland and Castle Shannon. Hello, Roland and Castle Shannon. How are you? Hey, Bob, are you okay? You sound like Barry White on the phone today. This is my morning voice. It comes after late, late nights. When late night nights occur, this is what happens to me in the morning. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, I don't know what I can do. I'm drinking coffee. Well, I'm 65 years old, but if I was still around my wife, I think I'd want to make a baby just listening to you today. <laughs> you made me just almost choke on that. All right, what's up? Let's go sports uh, talk, real rolling. Quick, real quick, I hate the fact that Pens weren't on the TV last night. Sid had two, Gino one, and they smoked the Capitals, which they've done throughout history. The Pirates, I can't wait till Paul Skeens and Libby Dunn come here, Libby Dunn come here in April. And in terms of the Steelers, Bob, i got to ask you straight up. With all the fire, Matt Canada, with all the noise, how can Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin withstand your, your Tuesday press conference? I watch you on TV. I turn off the fan. How can they withstand all this? And they have to make some changes and bring a West Coast offense. I'm going to L.A. 
to watch them in the Rams and I'm going to the Super Bowl. What are they going to – What's how's Tom going to face the music Tuesday? Love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, Roland. Well, he's the, the way they always do it. They ignore most of it. Um, listen, I think the Matt Canada talk has gotten extremely stale, and it's just a complete pounding week after week after week. Do And that's not to defend him in any way or them in any way. What I'm saying is it's just enough. First of all, if they were going to make a move here, Roland, they would have done it this week. This is the time to do it. I think they're going to stay with what they have and move into the offseason and make necessary changes at that point. That's the way they normally do business. Is that the right way? We'll see. Probably not, but that's the way they do business. Bringing someone in from the outside right now, I don't know what kind of impact it would have. And number two, for Matt Canada and all the abuse he's taken you know, from people verbally at games and chants and whatever, uh, still it comes down to Mike Tomlin made the hire. Mike Tomlin stood by Matt Canada, Mike Tomlin still believes it. I don't know who's making what calls at what time. He's the offensive coordinator, just like Terrell Austin is the defensive coordinator. Are we sure who's doing what, how it goes internally? There's a lot of stuff that goes into this kind of stuff, which is why I also thought it was a little incessant too much to have this who is responsible for the picket to pickens touchdown. It doesn't matter. They got it when they needed it. There was press coverage. Harbaugh does that. They planned for that. Whoever made the call, however it was made, blocking, whatever, it happened. And yet now we're trying to figure out who did what without knowing who did what. So, listen, Kenny Pickett has got to get better. The play calling has to be less stale. They cannot score five touchdowns in five weeks. You cannot win in the National Football League like that. They know that. They got to change that. It starts with the Rams. It won't be easy. To me, that's one of those games I look at and I think, well, they're going to be out-schemed, I think, when it comes to the Rams' offense. They have ways of opening up guys. And now the Cooper Cup's back. I wonder what, you know, who do you choose to shut down? You know, Puka Naku is a fifth-round uh, draft pick. He's a rookie, but he's having a sensational year. He took advantage of Cup's absence. What happens in this coming week when they get ready for the Rams? Uh, it's a big game, but there are a lot of big games every single week. And I posed the question on Twitter, and those of you who'd like to, it's interesting to me that I've gotten a whole different kind of answers on this. Um, and I asked, which team in the AFC North is most capable of pulling away? I would expect Cincinnati to be the answer, but instead I'm getting a mixture of Cleveland and Baltimore. I would put Pittsburgh ahead of that Cleveland. I, I don't know what Cleveland is right now, and they got a tough matchup this week, even though you know Seattle's got to fly, or I mean San Francisco's got to fly all the way to Cleveland, but they're nine-point underdogs at home. There's no way to me that they're going to be able to beat the Niners, which drops them to two and three. What do I think about the Ravens, too? The Ravens are going to be in – uh, London, I think they're playing. Is that London? Is that where they're playing? And I, I don't know which stadium. But the Ravens and Tennessee. Tennessee has been able to just bomb away against uh, Cincinnati and blow them out, but they got blown out by Cleveland. This league is week to week, but they better, the Steelers, need to definitely fix the offense. Yes, they're in first place. That's night. Are they a first place team? I think not the way they're performing right now. You can't have your defense do what it does every single week and expect that every single week. You can expect them to be good. You can't expect turnovers and touchdowns every time they play. There are some days the offense has got to take a lot of the responsibility away from the defense. We'll see if that happens, and that's what this bye week is all about. But if you're expecting change, you're not going to get it, I think, until the end of the year. But I've pretty much said that from the beginning. Uh, we'll see what they got against the Rams. We got to take a break here. It's 412-928-9370. We're just getting started. Hit me up on Twitter. It's at KD Pump. Or should I say at X? What is it officially now? It's still Twitter to me. Nope. It's X? Yep. I can't get used to saying X. <laughs> I just can't. 
But it's X, Y, or Z. I call it Twitter. We'll, we'll go that way <laughs> until it's changed to the point where it's ingrained in my head. 412-928-9370. Got a lot of college football to talk about. What's your take on the Penguins two games in? I know it's early, but Eric Carlson got his first assist last night as a member of the Penguins. And can they be that team that challenges some of the teams in this division, like New Jersey, like Carolina in the East? They're all pretty good and young teams. We'll get into that and more as we continue. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to the program. I want to remind you our show is brought to you by PNC Bank, number one Cochran, Iron Rock, Tap House, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, as well as Ireland Contracting and Pet Fest 23, presented by Subaru, is coming to Stage AE on October the 28th. If you have a pet or you just love them, this is the perfect event for you and your four legged buddy. Pet Fest will feature photos from Santa, training demonstrations, grooming, costume uh, contest, uh, shelter adoptions, vendor booths, and so much more for pit- tickets. And again, if you have a pet or just love pets, make sure you check this out. You can get tickets by visiting visit937thefan.com. PetFest is presented by Subaru and brought to you by The Dog Shop, AARP, Bully Max, and The Salvation Army. And again, the date on that is October the 28th. So the Steelers have a bye week this week, got days off, come back, and they got the Rams. And they have a schedule right now that is interesting in a way because you have the Rams, and that's a tough team out. I don't care what anyone says. They may have a down year, but they're playing competitive football. They really are. I thought they were in that game against San Francisco, the way they played it. And they uh, they have some big playmakers on both sides of the ball. Whether or not that will show up in this game depends on how the Steelers plan for them. But that's a game that is up in the air. You know, At the beginning of the season, I thought it would be a loss. After that, then they have a couple of games that you would think at home, they should be able to do well against. One of them is Jacksonville, although Jacksonville has been Jekyll Hyde this year. I see them. I don't know what to think sometimes by them. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is starting to heat it up, so that's going to be an interesting situation there. Then after that, it's a short week as Tennessee comes to town on a Thursday night. Tennessee is a, is a team that has that pounding running ability. The one thing the Steelers have got to really shore up and gotten better in is run defense. 
They don't have Cam Hayward. And if you look at some of the games they've lost, teams have really been able to dictate terms in the run game, which has allowed them to pass the football down the field. And we've had already three games where the opposition has big-time receivers, and that includes the one that they won in Vegas uh, when Devontae Adams had like 180 yards of receiving yardage. So these are things that got to change. One of the things that should have changed over this bye week is the fact that Joey Porter Jr. should start. Uh, the indication the other day was he wasn't going to start. He may get more playing time. Why not start him? He made the biggest play of the game um, against Baltimore on a terrible throw, I thought, by Lamar Jackson to Odell Beckham Jr., and, you know, after the um, the fumble by Gunnar Oshesky, that was going to be a dagger had they scored a touchdown there. And it was Joey Porter Jr. who covered him. Now, yeah, he took advantage of a bad throw. But I thought the coverage inside was very solid. He's lanky. He can jump. He can make plays. He can defend passes. He's been doing it better in a short sample size than what I've seen from both Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. We'll see if he gets much more to the point where he becomes a starter. Time time is now. Broderick Jones, by virtue of an injury, got that chance. And I thought as the game went on last week, he got better as, you know, these are high-end draft picks. You shouldn't be afraid to play them. Regardless of what veterans are there, uh, you, you judge it by performance. And what I've seen from performance-wise, to me, dictates that Joey Porter Jr. should be starting. They also need to, to free up, in my view, Minka Fitzpatrick more. They need to make sure that he could be in a situation where he makes more plays. Uh, he's a unique talent, but you got to be sure that the guys back there with them, whether it's Keanu Neal, whether it's DeMonte KZ or anyone else, is capable of covering up for some of the things that he does. But I, but to me, more exotic looks on defense to create more plays, especially if this offense struggles, will have to be the way to go. 412-928-9370. Let's go out back to the phone lines. we got Ed in Castle Shannon, who's on the phone. He's now on the air. Hey, Ed. Hey, Bob. How you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, I was listening to uh, to the radio earlier this morning, and actually I was surprised. First of all, the comment is um, I went to bed at halftime of the Colorado game, and I figured, oh, okay, I want to sleep. It's pretty A lot of people did that, sick. yes. <laughs> I, I was shocked to hear that uh, that uh, Stanford came back and won. Uh, you know, it was a uh, must have been a heck of a second uh, half. But the reason I'm calling is Pat Narduzzi. And the question that I have is, I thought that the uh, the quarterback was now a potentially, I guess, going to be a tight end. No, he dis- he dismissed saw- that. He dismissed that. So he said I, I, that he I, didn't take uh, reps at all in that department. So yeah, okay. So because I, I I was going to say that I thought I saw an interview of him, and he made the comment that I guess you know I was going in and out of the living room that he never did make that comment, and then he was asked that, well, did he ever take any reps as a tight end? And he, there was a hesitation of like, it's probably only like five seconds, which I guess says a lot. But then he replied to that and said, no, he did, he hasn't taken any reps at uh, tight end in the uh, in practice or anything. I just thought that was a little unusual. And I was like, just wanted to make sure, is he or is he not a tight end? No, and, and quite frankly, he's a quarterback. And he should be worried about trying to get that job back more than anything okay. else. Uh, I, I don't I, know. I mean, did you watch Vayer the first time he played? Now, I know it's first I, I opportunity did. to do it. He just did not look good to me. Um, no, no, he no, he he did not. Um, and I think actually the uh, the quarterback has helped it back over the last couple of years. And the decision they made is who's a starting quarterback. Uh, it's just been frustrating as a Pitt fan. Yeah, well, uh, it may be more frustration coming your way tonight, Ed, because they got a tough game against one of the teams on top of this ACC. Um, but they're going to be missing one of their top receivers, too. So we'll see what happens. Pitt needs to establish some sort of run to make it a little easier on Vayer. And if they don't, and Louisville's not giving up a lot of big yardage in the run game. 
Like yeah, I know. And I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised to see Louisville uh, did come back and they beat Notre Dame. So Louisville is what ranked about twelve or fourteenth in the yeah. country. Yeah. 14th. Yeah. So it's not going to be an easy game. And actually, with the weather the way it is, and I have season tickets, we had it for quite a while. And I've just elected not to go down to the game this evening because I just don't want to sit in the rain. And who knows what to, what the expectations are. <laughs> All right, Ed. Thanks. Appreciate right, it. Hey, and uh, every day. now and then, though, Pat Narduzzi will throw you a curveball and come up with a performance that you didn't expect. And who knows? Maybe tonight's going to be it with people that, again, we haven't seen a lot of. So uh, sometimes opportunity knocks. And if you answer, good things can happen. And that's what they have to hope for Christian Bayer against Louisville and a very talented uh, Cardinals roster. 412 928 One of the bigger games of the day is Oregon, ranked eighth. Washington, ranked seventh. You know, the pack. 10, 12, whatever the heck it is, is going to become the Pac-2, and all these teams are going to be leaving, but they have some pretty talented, some of the better teams in college football this year reside in that conference, which is going to be blown up after this season. Um, Oregon, as you know, blew out Colorado, even though Colorado came back and made it look closer. Colorado's now 4-3 and three after being ranked, and I was against that from the beginning. I think it was too early to know whether or not Colorado was good enough I don't think they have a very good team. They have some high-end players who can make you think that they're better than they are, and I think last night, by losing that 29 nothing lead, you saw breakdowns all over the place. That is a responsibility of the head coach, and, you know, like I said, he needs to probably get criticized for that one. Likely he won't, uh, but he should. Everyone who's in that position, if it's any other coach, they, drop, they certainly uh, get a lot of criticism in it. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk more about two games tomorrow in the NFL that we're going to see. The Steelers you will not see. They're off, of course. But it starts early in the morning with Baltimore and Tennessee. Now, this isn't – Baltimore had to fly straight to um, London after their loss. And, and I pinned that loss on John Harbaugh more than anyone because he had opportunities to change the way that game was played, and he did not. You know, you single up coverage. First of all, if you're in that situation before the uh, 41-yard touchdown that won the game from Pickens to Pickens, you have to know that without Deontay Johnson, without – Calvin Austin, who where he was back in the game, but he had been dinged up with a concussion protocol stuff like that. But he got okay to come back. They didn't have no fryer move. They didn't have many other. You go single coverage on George Pickens. That's a dangerous thing. And I do not care that Marlon Humphrey is an All Pro. I don't. Uh, he had played his first game back. He hadn't played all year. That's a hard assignment right off the bat. There has to be some top. And I think the Steelers, to their credit, knew that was how Harbaugh likes to do it. They noticed the play. Whoever, whoever's responsible for it, kudos to them because it was a play that won the game. But, um, you know, the bottom line is they took advantage of a defense that they knew was coming. So they won the game. Baltimore has to fly across the pond. They take on Tennessee. Both these teams have been there before, I think, one time only. But, I, you know, my, my impressions of Lamar Jackson are not as good as they were before the Steeler game. I thought the first half, you can blame it on drops. There were a ton of them. And by rights, the Steelers should have lost that game. That's two games now that you can actually say of their three wins that should have been losses. The Browns game was one of them, and now this Ravens game. But somehow they prevailed. But both were games that weren't all that impressive uh, when it comes to home games against division rivals, and you kind of struggle in them. But they got the win. That was the most important thing. The other one is Seattle going to Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati beat up on Arizona last week, and Arizona is Arizona. They got some players here and there. Josh Jobs is a quarterback. It's, it's, they're not a good team. But they went there and they got healthy, you know, in terms of wins. But Seattle, to me, I got to give Pete Carroll a lot of credit here. Just because he doubled down, you know, they need quarterbacks. They passed on them two years ago when Pickett was the only one in the first round. They, they doubled down on Geno Smith. 
Not many people thought that was a good signing, just because Geno Smith had been just a, a journeyman his entire career. But boy, has he played extremely well. Last year, led them to the playoffs. This year, in his last five games, 18 uh, passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, five interceptions. That's a pretty good ratio, 107.9 rating. And he's got a good running back in Kenneth Walker. They also brought back Bobby Wagner. He's been what Bobby Wagner was. I didn't think that was going to kind of dip into the fountain of youth there. But Cincinnati is at home for this one. To me, they've got to win this one because it's a home game, and, they, and they've and they lost some already. And when you look at their schedule coming up after this one, um, you know, they have some games on it that they're going to be, I would think, favored in, but they also have a harder schedule too at times. Like if you look at it, they have Seattle this week. That's not going to be easy. It's a 1 o'clock game. I believe we have it on KDKA. Uh, and then it's a trip to San Francisco. This is what happens when you win a division. You get some of the tougher schedules uh, out there, and this is what happens with Cincinnati now. You have Seattle, then you have at San Francisco. They're going to be 6-0 and because they'll likely beat Cleveland pretty good tomorrow, and they'll be at home. They've won 15 straight regular season games, and when they're at home, they're good. Although Cincinnati has raised its level of play, they're going to have to in that game. Then they have Buffalo at home. So three-game stretch of Seattle, San Francisco, and Buffalo. They're 2-3. and three. If they lose two of those three and go 3-5, and five, their odds of doing anything in this division, I think, shrink dramatically. And then it's Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So you got all these head-to-head matchups coming up. And that's why I think Cincinnati has to win tomorrow against Seattle. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Coming up a little later, we'll tell you about the weather forecast, which has drastically changed. And we'll also get into more talk about the Penguins. I want some hockey talk here. I want to get your impressions of the Penguins and their new roster. Um, it's early. It's two games. So, obviously, inconclusive. Things can change. And I expect them, too. Tonight, they have the Calgary Flames coming into town. Calgary has a new head coach. Calgary is a team that has some high-end talent as well. And, you know, Tristan Jari, I would expect it to start, even though Nadalkovich was brought in to be the new uh, Casey DeSmith, and I like that move. Will he get the start tonight, or will it be Jari? I sense it will be Jari. We'll find out a little bit this morning. But the bottom line is the Penguins have a chance to uh, you know, come back from that opening night loss at home to the Chicago Blackhawks and make it two in a row. I like their roster. I just wonder how you keep them fresh over the course of you know an entire season, given the fact they are the oldest in the NHL. Call. Air your opinions at 412-928-9370. This is the Bob Pompiani Show. We resume right after a short timeout and this update from Nicholas. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Scalas. With Nicholas Callis behind the glass, Bob Pompiani here with you to 1 o'clock, and then it's Paul Alexander, and then we return at 3.30 with the Pit Panther Preview Show. Doran Dickerson, Paul Zeiss, and I at Acrisure Stadium as Pitt takes on number 14, Louisville. All right, we've opened it up to all sorts of things here. We have college football, and if you watched Colorado last night, you went to bed at halftime. They were up 29-0 on Stanford. They end up losing in overtime. Oh, my. And, you know, you, I'd like to hear what you think about guys playing both ways. Travis Hunter does that. He had a big day receiving last night, but he also gave up a lot of yardage in the passing game. Sometimes it's a little bit too much to ask one player to do all that. I give him credit. He's very talented to do it, but he got burned a lot, and it helped Colorado actually lose that game last evening. We've been talking about baseball playoffs and the turnaround by the Texas Rangers and the Pirates. Can they do something similar? And, of course, the Steelers at their bye week. Let's go to Jamison in Monroeville at 412-928-9370. That is the number. Call it. Jamison, what's up? Hey, Bob. How you doing today? Go ahead, Jamison. Hey, Bob, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? All right, thanks so much. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, with the Penguins, I think in Pittsburgh, we tend to forget that because uh, every every game that they win or lose, there's comments uh, of, uh, you know, people wear their emotions on their sleeves after a loss and win. And it's like four games is equivalent to like one NFL game when it comes to the schedule. So right now I'm still feeling optimistic, even with the loss against Chicago. I think it's going to take a while for the team and for Carlson to get used to the way – that he plays and drives play. I think that, you know, we're not going to really see how this team's going to truly look for most of the season about 20 games in. So I want to see if you agree that we should give them time with Carlson. And also I had a follow-up question about Crosby playing at such a high level. Do you see him being like the Tom Brady of the NFL playing well into his 40s? Do you have any inside knowledge of that or any opinions on that? Yeah, Jameson, number one, I think you're right. you got to give it time. But, you know, I, I was both encouraged by what I saw last night and discouraged what I saw in the opener. Because last year the Penguins had a problem securing points when they led after two periods, whether that resulted in overtime losses, shootout losses, whatever the case may be. So that was not off to a good start, especially at home for their opener against a Chicago oh. team that's in a rebuild mode. Number two, last night I thought the opposite happened. Uh, their you know, bottom lines, bottom six guys, really played well to complement what you saw at top. And those that's, to me, what the biggest increase of talent I've seen on this team. It's the bottom six. You know, they, they're gotten better. I like what they have there. I didn't like so much what they had there last year. And, and when you don't have enough support from the bottom six, the top six sometimes has to do too much, sometimes exposed for mistakes because they're getting too much responsibility. So I think that was encouraging last night, although, as I said, I don't think uh, Washington is all that good this year. As far as Crosby, yes, nobody keeps himself in better shape. No one's more single-mindedly focused than him. Um, you know, again, I thought he was terrific last night. I expect him to have another good year like last year. How long can it go? Depends on how long he wants to make it go and the passion that comes with that. But I think he could play well yeah, I agree. And you know, I, into 40 for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think the Dubas, um, I mean, that was the big thing for the GM change. And he, I think he's done a great job given the fact that he had, I mean, amazing salary cap restraints and the situation the team was in. And for him to be able to pull off not the Carlson, not just the Carlson trade, but also to, I think this team finally has, like you said, an actual identity, which is what they've been missing for the last couple of years. Yeah, well, they better make sure that's a consistent identity, and I think that's going to be the challenge with a guy like Carlson Jamison. Thank you for the call. 
they have to, you know, play a, a good enough, responsible enough style to complement what they can do offensively. Both Latang and Carlson are guys who can clean up their own zone in terms of getting the puck and moving it out without passing it. That's a that's something unique to a team to have two of them. But the downside is they both have their deficiencies defensively. And when they get carried away with pinching at the wrong time, you're going to see some breaks the other way. So I think that's what Mike Sullivan's trying to instill in them, this responsibility that comes with it. And if so, you make life a little easier for Tristan Jari. Let's go out to James in the South Hills at 412-928-9370. What's up, James? Hey, Bob, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Hey, Bob, you're just the best. I got to tell you that, man. You are the best. Um, (laughs) Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I won't mention his name, but a close relative of mine uh, works with you on a regular basis, and he he always speaks extremely highly of you. So, um, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I can tell you the name off the air if you want. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not. Let me get this straight. I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form comparing Kenny Pickett to Terry Bradshaw at all. Okay, get that straight before anybody jumps down right. my throat. Not you, but the listeners. But. You know, he didn't actually solidify the starting position as a Steeler quarterback, Terry Bradshaw, until around the 1974 season. And he was drafted in 1970. So he, he had a decent career, wouldn't you say? With four Super Bowls in six years, he did okay. And if you look at his numbers, he had more career interceptions than touchdowns, I believe, too. Well, I believe he had 212 touchdowns and 209 interceptions. But, yeah, it's Something pretty like much, that, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but most of those came early in his career. Yep. And he was a deep ball passer, and that's whenever a lot of the rules favored the defense versus the offense. Um, now, you know, give they want Kenny. To me, this is really like his rookie year. I mean, he, I know he played last year and got thrown in at the last minute, but to me, this is his real rookie year. To me personally, I mean, my God, give the guy a chance. You know, I mean, he can't. I can say Terry Bradshaw. If they if they just went off the, the way Terry played in 1970 and 71, he'd be riding the pine and out of town, and it had no career. So Yeah, well, people want instant access, instant results, instant this, gratification. And it's hard sometimes for the young quarterbacks. You have to be – you know, I don't even have to go to Terry Bradshaw's era, James. If you want to look at some of the guys who started their careers most recently, whether that's Joe Burrow in his first year, whether that's um, Josh Allen in his first year, Patrick Mahomes didn't even play in his first year, whether that's uh, Trevor Lawrence, the jump he made. There are a lot of guys who have to go through a lot of some of the down periods to understand what it takes to get to those up periods. So I'm willing to be patient, but I also know that the scheme has got to be better so that you enhance the talent that he may have here in terms of going through progressions and making quicker uh, reads and that sort of thing. He has has happy feet because a lot of times I think that offensive line, and he anticipates it to maybe fold a little bit too quick, and he moves out of there. And sometimes he needs to be better at stepping up, being more patient inside that pocket. No, you, everything you said is pure, purely true and pure gold, to be honest with you. And I'll leave you with one, one last little thought. There was a fellow named Brett Favre. He threw a lot of interceptions, but he did okay. Yeah, so. I mean, the quarterback is always the most scrutinized. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Thank you for the call and the kind words at 412-928-9370. Our show, once again, brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochran. Ride in style and go one better with Expressway at Cochran.com. Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, you know them. They got your back, not your wallet. Let's go to Joe in Verona. Joe, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. How you doing, bro? What's uh, what's going on, Joe? Well, just, you know, when is Rooney, Mr. Rooney, going to quit accepting average? How long is it going to be before we're just average? I mean, we're in the middle of the pack on drafting. 
Toma doesn't get anything more in the last 10 years, really. I mean, 12 years he had some good uh, uh, guys like Pouncey and Roethlisberger in their prime. He had three, uh, you know, playoffs. And everything's average. And I don't understand it. Okay, you can blame Canada, Pickett, the line. But he's the head honcho, Rooney and Tomlin. It's time for a change. I mean, nobody seems to get on Tomlin. And the culture has to change. There has to be a whole new flip on this. And if not, five years from now, I'm going to be talking to you and it's going to be average. (laughs) Joe, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And I know a lot of people feel that way. But, again, they're going to – if they make changes, it'll happen in the offseason. I do not expect anything change. No, nobody brought in to help the offense. They already did that in this past offseason. They brought in someone to help Matt Canada. So, again, the bottom line is Mike Tomlin is responsible for his head for his assistant coaches, and he needs to do better in that department. I, I think that's pretty obvious, um, and, and their performance has got to do that as well. And, and the next several weeks will tell the tale on their situation. Um, but, but, you know, they – they missed opportunities when you have home playoff games against teams you're expected to win and you're favored and you get blown out of all of them, not just offensively but defensively, especially defensively. That's disappointing, and and that should not happen given the talent level I thought they had. So, um, again, I like to look at it, it you know, not necessarily play-by-to-play and quarter-to-quarter and week-to-week. What we've seen are trends, and they're alarming trends in terms of this offense not doing anything in the first quarter of plays. That goes back several years. That's not change. That needs to change so that they don't fall behind. Uh, when they do that, they, they get out of whack a little bit about how they try to get back into those games. And that puts more pressure on young quarterbacks like Kenny Pickett. So, yeah, things have got to change. You're right, right about that. Dan in Leechburg joins us right now. Hey, Dan, what's going on? Hey, Bob, how you doing today? I'm good. What's, what's up with you? I wanted to talk, just ask you a quick question. About, um, I know you've been talking about, about football, but I want to talk uh, Pirates real quick. Um, we've seen a lot of stuff about Pirates need to go out and make a big free agent signing. My question for you is, what does Sherrington need to do to, attra- to, to attract that signing? Money. And that's not his control. Do you think it's just money? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think most guys, when it comes right down to it, are going to make decisions based on money. I mean, I, you know, I, again, I'll use people... Texas as an example, okay? When Corey Seager was available for – a lot of teams wanted him. The reason he chose Texas, you could tell me – they're coming off 102 losses, right? They hadn't been to the ALCS in 15, 12 – I don't know how many years. So the bottom line is they needed to spend money. And they knew that in order to get guys like Seager or Marcus Simeon – they got to spend, and they spent over a half a billion dollars on two players. Now, that's risky because if it doesn't work, as you've seen in San Diego, maybe the Mets, maybe the Yankees, it doesn't always mean you're going to win. But what it does do is say you'll be more competitive, and who knows what level it goes on. Those two guys have been terrific free agent signings, and I'm not suggesting they're going to ever sign Dan for you $300 million deals. They're not. But there are one- or two-year deals, and you may have to overpay to get them. Bring them in. They have enough talent. They could su- supplement it, and maybe, just maybe, this pirate team can you know knock on a door to wild card. And that's a low expectation for me. Every year with no salary cap, you should want to compete for championships. So, that's that. All right, Bob. All right, Bob. All right, thanks. thanks but I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> that's the problem. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Here we have Tyler, Jim, Rob, John, the counselor. Hang on, we'll get to you. We got to do a little business here and tell you. That uh, fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. And this is truck month at Sun Chevrolet. Come see their half-ton and three-quarter-ton Silverados. Visit sunchevy.com. Today, high of 62, 48, rain pretty much all day long. 
off and on. It won't be anything torrential. Tomorrow, high of 55. That's lower uh, and the low of 45 with overcast skies. Once again, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. We got more calls on the way. Get into both, you know, Steelers, Penguins. I want to get your early assessment of you like this roster from the Penguins. We'll talk about college football, Colorado. Blew a 29-0 lead last night. There were uh, people in the stands crying. Like, crying? Really? You're going to cry because your team blew a 29-0 lead unless you had a lot of money on it? I don't know. Maybe that kid did. One dude is being consoled by his girlfriend. It was great. Yeah, I saw that. And I, yep. I'm like, no, wait a minute. You're crying? You Maybe, maybe, just maybe, he had already put a down payment on a ring for her, and he saw that down payment go away. She didn't know it yet. Maybe that's why he was crying. Huh. You know, you never uh. know. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.